Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And once again, I was like, hey, God, me again. I don't know if you recall. I don't know if you remember me. I don't know if I'm on the block list or I don't know if I go to your junk mail or something. But in case you're listening, um, it's me again. I need help. <laughs> If I am in a, a dark space and I need help and I see a pastor with a, a message like on YouTube titled about exactly what I need to hear, you think I'm going to be like, oh, I don't like his past, so I'm not going to listen. Like, God is trying to speak to me and I'm telling him, well, can you speak through somebody else? Welcome back to another episode of the show. I'm your host Sensi and on this podcast we talk about taking accountability of your life to become the best version of yourself. Now today's episode is going to be very sensitive. Is that the word? It's not it's not really sensitive. It's sensitive because it's going to be about God and religion and stuff like that and that can be sensitive for other people but I'm basically going to be talking about my tumultuous relationship with God and how I went from being a self-proclaimed atheist slash agnostic back and forth between the two to somebody who actually believes in God and you hear me mention God every now and then very often on my podcasts and basically somebody who now puts him first. So it's not going, this is not going to be a judgmental episode. Let me just give some disclaimers. This is not going to be a judgmental episode. I am not here to condemn anybody, nor am I here to convince you of anything. The only reason why I'm making this episode is because... I feel like it may help some people who are struggling with, you know, spirituality and stuff like that. You know, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it would have been useful for me. So I'm going to make it in case it's useful for you. So let's talk about how I was, how I came out to be atheist slash agnostic. Let's talk about the struggle that was my relationship with God. So I grew up in St. Lucia. For those of you who don't know, um, it's an island in the Caribbean. And in the Caribbean, it's more, things are a lot more religious than it is in America. Like, for example, here in America, like, since everybody has the right of 
freedom of religion and it's so diverse people from all over the world are coming here you have a bunch of religions and it's very diverse so typically in certain institutions like schools and stuff like that people tend to not go with a specific religion per se or talk about it or mention it even at work because because everything is so diverse and there's so many people, it's like, let's not say anything because you don't want to offend anybody, but you're welcome to practice whatever religion you want. Well, in the Caribbean, back home in St. Lucia, it's not like that. It is pretty much like very, I would say primarily Catholic. And I feel like that has to do with our colonial influences and stuff like that. So basically, I grew up going to schools all levels of schools we prayed every single day like to start the day when the bell rang you prayed to start the day then you prayed again before lunch and then you prayed before you were dismissed at the end of the school day right so throughout school all levels of school we always prayed to start the day and then we had like bible studies or like we learned about Bible stories in school. So I, but the thing is, I didn't grow up in church per se, right? I didn't grow up going to church. My family didn't grow up going to church. So they didn't take me to church. However, that was, I feel like, very un, very uncommon, or at least it was uncommon in the school that I went to in secondary school or high school, I went to, I ended up going to a Catholic secondary school and it was very religious. Obviously it was a private Catholic school. We prayed a lot. We had mass, we had church, like it was very religious, right? But I didn't grow up going to church. I had some exposure to God because like I said, at every level, we pray in school. They never really... I, I felt like I was never really explained why I was praying every day, multiple times a day in school. Um, but it was kind of just a common practice, right? But if you grew up in church, then it obviously made sense to you. Because I didn't go to church, it didn't make sense to me. I knew the stories, I knew the Bible stories, I prayed every day like everybody else in school, but I didn't understand why I was doing it. I just had vague exposure to God and religion, but I didn't understand any of it, right? And then I went to Catholic school, and <laughs> let me just say this, I really enjoyed going to that school. I loved that school. Like it, Some of my best memories are at that school. But some memories I did not really appreciate. And those memories were mainly around things pertaining to religion. And let me just briefly tell you why. Because this is going to explain why I became atheist. So, like I said, didn't grow up in church. Didn't really know much about God. It's when I went to that Catholic secondary school. That's when I got more exposure. That's when we were praying a lot more. And I was learning a lot of new things because that Catholic school was essentially my church. It was kind of like going to a church and going to school. 
So it was that was like really the only church, the true church experience that I had because we actually had religion classes. So that's where I learned the majority of what I learned about God and like Bible, the Bible and Bible verses and stuff like that. That's where I got most of my exposure from. Now, the thing that made me atheist at that point in time, because prior to that, I didn't really have a religion. I didn't really claim anything. But in that school every year, Every year, the first day of school, the teachers would do like a roll call and they would ask everybody, what is your religion? And everybody was like, oh, Catholic, Baptist, Methodist, Seventh Day, this and that. And it would come to me and then I was like, um, none. And like every single year without fail, all of my teachers were shocked. And then people laughed at me. Like throughout the years, people, when it came, when it was coming to me, people were like smiling and laughing and looking and everybody just, people would like, the class would get silent. People would just turn to me when it was my turn because they know I would say none. And then the teachers would be like shocked. Like, what do you mean none? What do you mean you don't have a religion? So like I had moments like that where I felt like I was ostracized or I just stood out because I didn't grow up in church but that didn't really bother me or actually it bothered me a little bit because I didn't really understand because I didn't go to church but it was like if we pray every day every morning and you talk about love and acceptance and not judging people why am I suddenly being judged for not knowing God why why am I being judged for that why are you going against your word? So it was like making me uncomfortable. And I really started like analyzing how people who claim to be Christian, Christians, I, re I really started analyzing how they treated people, mainly me, because I, I wasn't a Christian myself at the time. And then the big thing was, you know, homosexuality was like a huge no-no it like even in even in the Caribbean in general like it's not something that's widely accepted per se and then you have being in a Catholic school on top of that so it was like completely like absolutely not absolutely not so there would be instances where, you know, one minute we're talking about love thy neighbor as thyself and judge, do unto others as you would have them do unto you and don't judge people. And then when it came to homosexuality, it was like, actually, y'all can die. And I'm like, wait, wait, uh, like, wait a minute. What happened to what happened to all the, the no, that doesn't apply. OK. And then. It was like, for me, it was mainly the whole topic of homosexuality that bothered me in terms of how they reacted to it. Because in my mind, I'm like, that's people too. People should be able to love whoever they want. That doesn't bother you. That doesn't impact your life. Why are you being so judgmental when you were just preaching, thou shalt not judge and other stuff like that? And then it also came down to how they treated me. I felt ostracized, especially in the earlier years in 
um, that secondary school, like people would make jokes and call me Satan or heathen or devil or stuff like that. And I laughed it off and like maybe half of me was like, okay, ha ha ha. But the other half of me was like, I don't understand why y'all would treat me this way when the Bible said, you know, such and such. And y'all were just preaching it. But now all of a sudden I'm going to burn in hell because I didn't I don't go to church like I basically what it came down to for me. Long story short is I looked at christians like church people not all specifically some church people and how they treated other people who did not live their life based on their own beliefs and i did not like that and i told myself you know what if this is how people who follow god and believe in god act then i don't want anything to do with god because if that's how y'all act, if that's the way of life and that's who your leader is, I don't want nothing to do with your leader because I don't want to be like you. This episode is sponsored by yours truly because on this podcast, we talk about becoming the best version of yourself. However, I cannot tell you what that looks like for you. You need to do that for yourself. And if you don't, you will let society and social media tell you what you should be working towards just to get there and then realize it's not what you actually want. So I have created journals to actually help you do this. The reason why I know what the best version of myself look like is because I actually took the time to define things like what my ideal relationships will look like, my friendships, what my version of luxury is like, what my dream lifestyle is like, what my dream career is like, what I think my purpose is, like a bunch of different things. And I have created three different journals to help you do the exact same thing. So if you're interested in any one of the journals then go to secludedthoughts.com slash journals now let's get into the episode right now this doesn't apply to everybody but it applies to some people right i didn't like i remember in religion classes sometimes because i was so i've always been a very analytical logical person like in school i'm i'm very curious i always wanted to know why right now there's some stories in the bible that I used to challenge a lot, like, you know, immaculate conception and stuff like that. I used to challenge it a lot when I was in secondary school. And then when people would like make fun of me or make snide comments because I didn't go to church, I would ask them a question like that and like it wouldn't make sense. And then they would get like very irritated with me. I used to challenge certain things that I knew they would not be able to explain and they would get very irritated with me. And that was my response because I was like, you don't even know what you are doing. So how are you condemning me for not doing the same thing? Like you've lost just like me, you know, but you feel like you self-righteous because you go to church, you know, like some it didn't apply to everybody but some people i just didn't like the way they reacted i didn't like how they treated people so i said i don't want to be like you so i'm not going to subscribe to your religion so because of that i was self-proclaimed atheist i wanted nothing to do with god and then eventually i i i moved to agnostic which just means 
you don't know I I don't agree nor disagree that God exists. I don't really care. I'm very passive. I don't really acknowledge nor deny his existence. That's none of my business. Either way, I wasn't a Christian. I that I was like, you know what, y'all can stay over here. I'm I'm going to stay over here and mind my business because y'all don't like me anyway. It's not that people didn't like me. Nobody didn't like me because I didn't go to church. But every time the church topics came up, I just felt clearly like I did not belong there. And some people did not have an issue reminding me that it was not my place because I didn't go to church. So I was like, okay, y'all can have it. I don't want anything to do with it anyway, right? Now... That's like the brief story, or maybe not brief, but that's why I was initially atheist slash agnostic slash wanting nothing to do with God. Now, like I told y'all, I think in episode six or some episode ago, I was at a very low point in my life. At that point, I was going through life based on my own understanding, trying to piece things together, trying to understand why things happen the way they do. And why are things happening to me? And why do I deserve this? And blah, blah, blah. Very much a victim. Very much a victim. And I got to a point where I literally, I was about to commit suicide. And I told y'all what happened. What happened was my mother knocked on my door literally as I was about to do it. And she told me to come sit in her room. And I came, I hesitated, but then I came because she would not let me stay in my room. So I went in her room and I sat there. She didn't have anything to say to me. She didn't, tell, she didn't say anything to me at all. She was minding her business. I was minding my business. She didn't say anything to me at all. I tried to leave and then she would not let me leave. So at that point, I started thinking, I was like, that was the first time in years that I acknowledged God after, every, after all of my atheism and, and all of that. The first time I acknowledged him was when I was literally done with life and I was sitting there on my mom's bed. She just called me for no reason and she was like, yeah, you're not allowed to leave. So... At that point, I asked God, haven't spoken to him in years, but I was like, God, why would you? I don't even understand. Like, are you real? I don't even know if you are real. I don't even know if I'm talking to you right now, but like, why? If you are real, because I don't know who else to talk to. If you are real, why would you save my life, but then make me live the life that I'm currently living? Why would you save me? And then just so I can continue struggling you know and then long story short I didn't go through with it duh but that night I was crying and I was praying too like I said first time in years and I was like God if you are real you will help me get through this and I said I have no idea what to do I have no idea what where to start but I also have no idea who to turn to if you are real help me get through this and I will never deny you I will never deny you and I will never allow myself to get that low again. Like I will do whatever is necessary so I don't get to that point again. 
And that was the beginning of that relationship. And that was when I was 16. And over the years, me and him, we weren't that close, if I'm being honest with you. It was like I was healing and all of that. And it was kind of like a dry spell between me and him, you know. Sometimes you, you get to a low point and you, you talk to God. You're like, I need your help. You know, I will never deny you. I will be like your best friend if you help me. And then he helps you and then you just abandon him, right? Because life is good. You don't need to talk to him anymore. He did his part, right? That's pretty much what I did. Um, Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. And I still, it's like I was grateful, but I still felt like, okay, now I'm at a good point. Let me continue trying to figure out what to do with my life at this point, right? But not including him. It wasn't until years later when I was really just like, I got, I, di I didn't get to a low point, but I just got very confused and once again, I was like, hey, God, me again. I don't know if you recall. I don't know if you remember me. I don't know if I'm on the block list or I don't know if I go to your junk mail or something. But in case you're listening, um, it's me again. I need help. <laughs> that was the nature of our relationship. It's like when I'm doing good, I don't know him. And then when I'm struggling, I'm like, hey, in case I'm not blocked yet, I need you. But... Basically, I was very confused. I didn't know what to do with my life. I didn't know where to go in life. And all of a sudden, I started getting a, the urge to go to church. Now, I just told y'all I did not grow up in church. And after my stint with certain church people, I was like, okay, you know what, God? I will, I will pray to you, but I'm not going to church. I, I don't want a religion, right? So... That's why it was very weird when I got the urge to go to church. But it was like I started getting all of these signs and my intuition like just randomly started telling me go to church. So I was like Googling churches in the area because I don't even know how do you find a church. Like I don't like do I just drive by one and walk inside? Like I just I was so clueless. I was so clueless. I was like, how do you do this whole church thing? How do you know where to go? I ended up just going to a place that was very I'm, I'm not going to say where, but I went to a modern church or something um i went because it was non-denominational i th i think i think i I, just, I i picked a random church right i picked a random church and then i went but let me tell you that sermon that i went to child it's if god speaks he spoke like that's how i felt i was like if god if when people say God speaks to them, like I, I had, I had, I had my first experience with that because literally the pastor, his sermon was literally about, I know some of you have had a very bad relationship with God because of the people in your life 
and how they acted and how they presented God to you. But God is saying today that it's not about those people. It's about me and you. And I want to be close to you. And I don't want you to let other people come between us. That's literally what that man said. I was like, Like, speaking to my spirit, like, that's why I gave y'all that whole backstory with my initial upbringing and whatnot and my interaction with church people. It, like, he literally said exactly the whole sermon. I think it was like 30 minutes-ish. The whole sermon was exactly about that. The man literally said exactly that he was like some of y'all have been lost some of y'all it's your first time in church like it was like it's it's your first time in church um and it's it it took you a lot to come here because you have been letting other things and other people stand in between you and god i was shook i was shook i was in that parking lot for like 30 minutes because y'all know church traffic trying to leave it is a mess i was in that parking lot for like 30 minutes i didn't even complain because the whole time i was just in my mind like he was speaking directly to me so long story short i the reason why i'm so close to god now is because i decided because of that initial sermon to make my relationship with god purely about me and God purely between me and God I removed everything else I like I don't even people let me tell you some people are so shallow some people are so shallow they will completely ignore a message that God is trying to give them because they don't like who it's coming from I know that some pastors have a past. I know that some people don't like certain pastors, right? But if I am in a, a dark space and I need help and I see a pastor with a, a message like on YouTube titled about exactly what I need to hear, you think I'm going to be like, oh, I don't like his past, so I'm not going to listen. Like, God is trying to speak to me and I'm telling him, well, can you speak through somebody else? Like, some of y'all are just too shallow. Like, glass houses, people, glass houses. I am not defending anything any pastor has ever done. But at the end of the day, I am saying, I know I'm not perfect, so I'm not going to sit there and judge other people. I have enough things in my life to be concerned about for me to sit and talk and obsess over what other people are doing in their lives or what wrongdoings that other people are guilty of. Like, wh how does that serve me? How does that serve me? I don't have enough to worry about in my own life. You don't have enough to worry about in your own life. Like, I just think it's so childish. That's my unpopular opinion that might get me roasted by some people, but... I just think it's so shallow and childish to sit there and like condemn other people knowing damn well you're not perfect. You may not have done something on the level they have, but you're still alive. You still have time to mess up. You don't know what, like the reason why I've been able 
to become so close to God is because I have completely eliminated the distraction of focusing on the vessels and not the message. If God is trying to speak to me, I'm not going to try to get a background check on who he's speaking to me through, who he's using to give me a message. That first day I told y'all I went to church and the pastor talked about y'all letting other people come between your relationship with God. Suppose I was so shallow and I was like, well, you know what? He probably, he did this when he was like 15 years old. So I can't take his message seriously. I would have never developed a relationship with God because I would have completely missed the mark because I didn't like who the message was coming from. Like if I'm struggling and I need help and I see a sermon and it it's it looks like or sounds like exactly what I need. You think I'm going to sit there and assess people's lives? Like, I don't have to agree with nor disagree with what somebody is doing or have done for me to receive a message that God is trying to give me, right? That's just my personal unpopular opinion. I'm not going to sit here and bicker with anybody on which pastor I choose to listen to or which church I choose to go to. I have enough on my plate. I have enough in my own life to be concerned with for me to be sitting there and analyzing other people, right? None of us are perfect, but there are scriptures that say that you should not judge other people. Some things I definitely don't agree with what other people have done but if a message resonates with me it resonates with me okay period i'm not doing i'm not necessarily doing background checks i'm not condemning anybody because that's not my job i th the reason why i am so peaceful the reason why i am able to be so still and trust god the reason why there's not much resistance in my relationship with god is because i ignore all of the distractions some people make it their mission to condemn other people for not believing in what they believing believe in or living their life in a way that doesn't align with how they think you should live your life right let me give you some examples. Like some people, if you on TikTok, you've probably seen like the tarot readings, the manifestation, law of attraction stuff. Some people who believe in God make it their mission to go and condemn other people who do tarot readings or who, who say the word manifestation. Like as soon as you say something like manifestation, it's like people are triggered and they will go out of their way to make content to condemn you for these things. I don't care what other people believe in. I'm I'd like as long as my relationship with God is good, I don't care what you're doing. That's none of my business. Who assigned me the role of persecutor? Who was who, like who assigned me the role to go bind other people's business and tell them, well, this is what you should be doing, blah, blah, blah. Personally, I believe if I want to inspire people to let God lead them because he leads me and it's been working out for me. I feel like I just need to lead by example, right? I know I'm not perfect, but I'm honest, I'm authentic, I'm working on myself. I just need to lead by example. I need to be more open and transparent about how God is helping me. And that's going to reach somebody, that's going to inspire somebody. But it's not my job to go out condemning people for what they believe in. That's none of my business. That's none of my business. I am not a perfect Christian myself. 
I, there are Bible verses that I live by, but I couldn't tell you exactly where it is. Like some people have verses memorized. I applaud y'all. I'm not there yet. I do read the Bible. I have just started like having a routine to read the Bible. Cause like I said, I'm not a perfect Christian. I'm not a perfect Christian. I watch sermons every day. Like I start every morning. I've done that for like two years now. I start every single morning with a sermon. That's how I choose to start my day. Right. And now I'm getting more into reading the Bible and stuff, but I don't necessarily have, you know, like verses memorized and stuff. I, I, I'm not a perfect Christian, right? I curse every now and then. I, I do my best. I do my best. What I can tell you is that I'm obedient. I am obedient. Some things, ever since I let God take over in my life, some things he's asked me to do just did not make sense. But I was like, you know what? When I tried to figure life out in my own understanding, it was just, it was a very ghetto experience. So at this point, I'm like, God, you came through for me so many times in the past. I am just going to trust that you will come through for me again. You've done it before and you will do it again. You literally saved my life. What are you not going to do for me now that I actually choose to put you first? I feel like life is way too ghetto for me to try to figure it out in my own understanding. Like, why does anything happen the way it happens? I have no idea. So why am I sitting here trying to figure things out for myself? Like, that's what my spirituality has helped me with. I have like a spiritual slash moral compass to guide me through life. Some people don't believe in having that and that's up to you. You know, when I did it, that that ish did not work for me. It did not work for me, so I retired it very quickly. And right now I am learning to let go and let God. I am learning the true meaning of be still. Like when I say I'm learning, I am learning. I am learning because through my obedience, I've done some things that didn't really make sense to me. And I'm, I'm, I'm being still, I'm patiently waiting on something, but it's like a new level of trust. And it just, it just helps me, you know, like I don't, I try not to make this whole episode about me, but I feel like Somewhere in this, it could benefit somebody who's struggling with their relationship with God. It could be that you are just acknowledging too many distractions. You're letting too many people whisper in your ear when you should be taking things to God. If I'm, if I'm not sure about something, I take it to God. If I need to make a major decision, I pray about it first. Whether it's about a thing in my life or a person, a relationship... I ask God because child, sometimes me relying on my own understanding and my emotions and what I want is just, it's a very ghetto experience. It's a very ghetto experience. I would challenge you to, if you do believe in God or whatever religion, I would challenge you to eliminate other people from your relationship and just focus on building your relationship with God or whatever you believe in, right? Understand that people, pastors, like random people in your daily life, they are vessels that God uses to communicate with you, right? That's how he gives you signs. Don't be so distracted with who he might be trying to use that you miss the message. It's not about who, 
It's about the message. I'm telling you, once I eliminated other people from my relationship with God, I have been so much more peaceful. It it is honestly great over here. It's amazing over here. Because I don't I don't I don't debate about mess with other people. I'm not about to sit here and argue with you about what church you go to or whether or not you believe in God or whether or not you talk about manifesting or you try to use them together. That's not that's not my business. That's not my business. And if you do that, that's not your business either. Don't you have enough in your life to worry about to be out condemning people? Like you need to get your life together before you go persecute other people. Like when you point one finger, you have one, two, three pointing back at you. I had to check. You have three pointing back at you, right? Worry about yourself. Worry about yourself. Worry about developing your own moral compass if that happens to be God. I would challenge you like if you are stuck when when I'm down or sad or stuck, I need encouragement, I need motivation, I feel alone whatever. I literally Google Bible verse for encouragement. Bible verse for patience. Bible verse for faith. It's it's all in his word. It's already written. It's all in his word. It's already written. I don't, the last thing I do is consult other people. I always consult God first because he has my best interest at heart. And the one Bible, the one Bible principle that I really try to live by, and again, I don't know where it is, but it's the one that says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added unto you. Now that I am doing that, my life has been more fulfilling than ever. Literally, my life has been more fulfilling than ever because I took myself out of the driver's seat and I put God in it. And everything is literally aligning and falling into place. That is like the main scripture that I choose to live by. So when I'm doing something and people, if I pray about something and God says, I want you to do this and somebody else is like, well, why are you doing this? I don't feel like you could do that. I don't even waste my time arguing because who am I to let you distract me from what God told me to do? I, I'm telling you, I have so much more peace now because I completely eliminated other people i made my relationship with god about me and god i don't care about your opinion i don't care what you have to say about my life i don't care what you think i should do i don't care what you think about the decisions i made that's none of your business you have your own life to worry about understand that if i prayed and god told me to do this i don't care what your opinion is on what i'm doing this life is too ghetto for me to try to figure things out myself. I tried that for the first half of my life, more than more than first half of my life. For the first like almost 20 years of my life, and I'm 25, the first 20-ish years of my life, I tried to do things my own way in my own understanding. And I'm, it was very ghetto. It did not work. I almost ended my life. So I am literally stepping back and putting God in the driver's seat. And in the short period of time, compared to that atheist point in my life, in the short period of time that I have been letting God take control, I would say the past two-ish years, 
or so. It's been getting better every day. Like I've I've been getting a lot better at it and learning a lot more. But in the past two years, I feel like I've made more progress in my life than in the last 20. And the main difference is when I decided to surrender my life to God and stop trying to figure everything out on my own because I, I don't have the answers. I just don't. I don't. I tried. I don't. It's ghetto. Would not recommend zero out of 10. No, thank you. So I hope this resonates with somebody. I feel like the biggest takeaway that will probably hit most people in the face is stop letting people get between your relationship with God and just go straight to him. But if you like this episode or if you have comments, opinions or anything, be sure to leave a comment on YouTube because I'm interested in other people's thoughts, not as it pertains to how I should live my life. I just I just told you all how I feel about that. But I'm interested in terms of your journey with God or whatever religion that you believe in, your spiritual journey and how your life has changed now that you have a higher power in the driver's seat versus when you try to do things on your own. Also, I am accepting any ways that or like things y'all do to strengthen your relationship with God. Because like I said, I'm a work in progress. I know perfect Christian. Okay, it's it's a process. Okay, but I'm getting better every day. So hopefully this helps somebody. Hopefully this resonates. And yeah, I'll talk to you next week. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.